1: Up next, a home invasion turns to murder. Just extreme overkill. Crime of passion, crime of rage. So
2: much violence, and no one with a clear motive. As best as law enforcement could establish, she had no enemy. That is until police discover a romance gone horribly wrong.
3: It was either going to be a lover or someone who wanted her out the way so that they could be the new lover.
4: I don't know if a love triangle can go good, but this one went really bad.
2: Been better for Ava Banks. She graduated from college, found a job she loved in a daycare center, and met the man she planned to marry. But an unexpected pregnancy changed some of her plans. When I learned Ava was pregnant, I wasn't thrilled. And I know Ava's asked for forgiveness, and she was going to make it right by marrying Keon. Her fiancé was
5: Keon Pittman, a middle school teacher and basketball coach. Mr. Pittman was excited about the family that they were beginning. Uh, They had already picked a name out for the child. Avis and Keon bought a house together in a suburb of Jackson,
2: Mississippi. But tragedy struck just a few months before the baby was due to be born. When Keon came home from work and found Avis lying on the garage floor in a pool of
5: blood... Police were called to the scene. Law enforcement immediately orders him away from the body. They want to make sure that he's not possibly the perpetrator in the case. Keon called us and asked, my wife, need to get over here. And we turned the corner and I saw
3: an emergency vehicle and all these police cars. But when I saw that yellow tape, I knew what that yellow tape meant. So I knew then... You know, did
2: was gone. No. Avis and her unborn child were pronounced dead at the scene. It was obvious that she had been shot in the head, in the chest, and
3: possibly in the stomach. We weren't totally sure as to how many shots she had received at that time.
2: It also appears though she had been cut with some type of object. It appeared that the killer waited inside the house until Avis came home from work, then attacked when she stepped out of her car. The point of entry was the back door, where police found two high quality shoe impressions.
3: The prints on the glass door were fairly good prints, good clarity.
2: They were two dimensional impressions in dirt on the glass door. Analysts estimated the prints were made from a man size eight shoe. It appeared the killer tried to kick the glass in. When that didn't work, the killer kicked through the door jam.
1: We were surprised and the glass didn't shatter. The deadbolt was still engaged, so we knew that that back door was locked uh, when, when entry was made. Several rooms in the house had been ransacked. Immediately
2: suspicious. Police performed a gunshot residue test on Keon's
5: hands. We did discover particles of gunshot residue on Mr. Pittman. Mr. Pittman very well may have fired the fatal shots that killed Avis Banks.
2: And Keon appeared to be unconcerned. He was
3: laughing. I had to remind him that he had a fiancé and a baby
2: that were dead. And he said at that point, uh, oh yeah... When Keon called his lawyer, his anger was clearly evident. Anger not towards the killer, but the police. I don't like this at all. These motherfuckers think I had something to do with this, I believe. When I came home, I I knew something was up. Keon had no criminal record, but he wore size eight and a half shoes. Consistent with the shoes the killer was wearing when he tried to kick in the back
5: door. And that wasn't all. There was blood on the button down shirt that he had on as well as blood on the pants. DNA
2: tests showed the blood had come from Avis.
4: Maybe he didn't want to settle down and be a father and be a husband. Maybe he was trying to get rid of her.
2: Police in Jackson, Mississippi, were determined to find Avis Banks' killer. She had been ambushed while getting out of her car, returning home from work.
1: Avis was five months pregnant. We do take it kind of personal, and we were also tasked with fighting for that five-month-old child who didn't have a chance to live in the world.
0: She's my perfect child. I love all my kids, but they were not like Avis. They were not like Avis.
1: The
2: autopsy showed... Avis Banks had been shot four times with a 38 caliber pistol. She had also been stabbed
1: numerous times. There was defacing injuries. Whoever was doing this was wanting to injure her physically, injure her uh, appearance. And then with the last and final slash to the throat, uh, just extreme overkill. At first...
2: Investigators thought the motive was robbery, but that theory was discarded when police realized that despite the killer taking time to open drawers, nothing had been stolen. To us, the scene itself appeared to be staged. We didn't find anything of value that was missing from the house. When police interviewed Avis's fiancée, Keon Pittman, they found blood on his shirt. DNA tests showed the blood was Avis's. And the neighbor told police an interesting detail, that Keon always parked his car in front of the house and entered through the front door. But the night of the murder was different.
1: This particular day, he raised the garage door when he got home. We believe he knew that Avis was laying in the garage.
2: And the background check revealed Keon was... A player.
4: He had a lot of girls he was playing at the time.
2: One of the women was 30-year-old Brenda Martin, the mother of one of the boys on the
5: basketball team Keon coached. Miss Martin and Mr. Pittman were in the early stages of a relationship. That was in the form of flirting, uh, telephone calls, text messages, things of that nature. Brenda Martin had no desire to talk to police.
4: Brenda didn't want to have anything to do with this whole situation because she was married. She was married with children.
2: Brenda denied any involvement in Avis's murder, and she had an alibi for the time of the crime. We didn't find anything with her that would put her at the scene or phone records or anything. Brenda wasn't Keon's only love interest. Another was Carla Hughes the 25-year-old cheerleading coach who worked at the same school with Keon. Apparently, they had been less than discreet with their relationship.
3: They'd been seen kissing several times in the restaurant, so I knew her to be at least more than a friend.
5: Carla Hughes was the one that he was the most involved with, that he had, I guess, the most serious relationship and that he was seeing uh, basically on a daily basis.
2: Carly Hughes was a former beauty pageant contestant and the single mother of a three-year-old son. When questioned by police, she adamantly denied the affair. He's not
3: a boyfriend. He's just a friend. No There's nothing sexual with him. Okay, nothing. Okay, sorry, no, no, nothing. I can understand why Carla Hughes was lying initially. She didn't want to be in the mix of uh, someone had just been murdered. People may have saw us being affectionate towards each other. But at the most, they may have just saw a little kissing. But as far as just like this full out blown romantic love affair, that, that's not what it was. It really wasn't.
2: Carla denied any involvement in Avis Banks' murder and was an unlikely suspect. But she didn't have an alibi for the time of the murder. Investigators believe the murder took place shortly after Avis returned home from work.
4: Avis Banks left the daycare about 5.15 and went straight home. She got home about 5.45. No evidence shows that she stopped anywhere in between. And the murder occurred somewhere between 5.45 and 6 o'clock that night.
2: Witnesses said Keon was at school running basketball practice at that time. And his cell phone records confirmed he was at the school between 5.30 and 6 p.m.
5: We had the witness statements, but this, again, was independent verification through a separate source that he was, in fact, at basketball practice and he was miles away from the crime scene at the time we believed the crime occurred. But Carla's cell phone records showed something else. Those records show that a little after 5.30 and then again at roughly 6.05, that Miss Hughes was in that area, that she was in the area at the same time that the murder occurred.
2: And who was she calling? Hello? Keon Pittman. Police had two suspects in the murder of Avis Banks. Her fiancé, Keon Pittman had an alibi for the time of the murder. But blood on his shirt and gunpowder residue on his hands raised concerns.
5: We believe that the gunshot residue that was discovered on Mr. Pittman's hands was not placed there because he fired a weapon. We believe that that was transfer from him handling the body of Avis Banks. Just as the blood on his shirt
1: it was determined based off those, those visual examinations that the blood stains on him was from a touch transfer versus him actually being there and having evidence spattered on him at the, at the time of the crime.
3: If he had committed the murder, there probably would have been some blowback or some splatter on his clothing. The lab didn't find him. We have to realize that Keon wasn't around. Keon probably
2: didn't do this, and now we got to start looking at his other lover, that being Carla used. Although Carla initially denied having a relationship with Keon, during her second interview with police, she changed her story. She did confess that she had lied to me and that they were sleeping together. Six days into the investigation,
5: police got a call from one of Carla's cousins. He tells investigators that he has in his possession a firearm that they believe was used in the death of Avis Banks. This cousin,
2: Patrick Nash, said Carla asked to borrow his gun, a
5: 38 caliber revolver, for protection. She tells Patrick that there's been recent break-ins there at her house, that she's concerned for her safety.
2: Patrick said that three days before the murder,
5: he gave Carla his
2: gun loaded with five bullets. He also gave her a hunting knife. Three days after the murder, she returned the gun, but not the knife. And the chamber of the gun was empty. Patrick asked Carla, hey, what happened to the bullets? And she told him, I went target practice." The gun was given to ballistics experts and test fired so that the bullets could be compared to those recovered from Avis's body.
5: The markings on the three projectiles from the body did match the markings from the test fires, which told me that that weapon was the weapon that killed Avis Banks.
2: But this didn't necessarily put the gun in Carla's hand. So investigators looked again at the shoe impressions from the crime scene. They assumed the impression was made by a man's shoe, which would have been a size 8. But it also could have been a woman's shoe, a size 10. With a warrant, investigators searched Carla's apartment. We went through the master bedroom
1: closet, and Carla had probably upwards of 100 pairs of shoes in that closet. That was the needle in the haystack that uh, that we, we really weren't sure was going to be out there.
2: One pair looked promising.
3: Look at the picture that we bought with us from the crime scene, and it appears to be a perfect match, the tread pattern. I was relatively certain, looking at the photographs, that they
2: were made by the same shoe. But visually, investigators saw
5: no traces of blood on the shoe, which was disappointing. We then decide to submit those shoes to a second laboratory. The examiner places the shoes under the microscope. This time... They found
2: several microscopic stains that appeared to be blood. And this time, DNA testing confirmed
5: what investigators already suspected. Those shoes do, in fact, contain DNA and were later to match the DNA of Avis Banks. It puts her there in the presence of Ms. Banks at the time of her death. The
2: only thing police needed to figure out was whether Keon Pittman was involved. Carla Hughes had never broken the law and had no violence in her past. No one thought she was capable of murder.
4: She led Bible studies. She led exercise classes. She was a leader, and she's also a very pretty lady, somebody who you would never suspect to do something wrong.
2: But three years before the murder of Avis Banks, Carla suffered a devastating emotional blow. She was two months pregnant and about to be married to the baby's father. The day before the wedding, he called it off.
3: Carla Hughes was a doormat for men. Her cousin did tell me that whenever she falls for a guy, she falls hard and most guys just take advantage of her.
2: Investigators believe Carla saw Keon Pittman as the answer to her problems.
4: Carla wanted to be where Avis was. She wanted to be the one who was getting married, who the man truly loved her, and they were going to have a family together. But that wasn't the case.
2: Prosecutors believe Carla Hughes wanted to eliminate the only person standing between her and Keon Avis Banks. So she borrowed her cousin's gun and knife and went to the home Avis and Keon shared. She attempted to break into Avis's home late in the afternoon by kicking in the glass on the back door, leaving remarkably clear shoe impressions. When this didn't work, she kicked in the door jam once inside. She pulled out drawers to make it look like a robbery gone wrong. Then, waited for Avis to return from work. Cell phone records show Carla placed her first call to Keon before the murder, most likely as she was staging the scene. No one knows what was discussed during that call. When Carla heard the garage door open and Avis's car pull in... She sprung into action. Carla fired three shots, the fourth shot from close range, close enough to spatter the tiny speck of blood found on her shoe. Carla then used the hunting knife to stab Avis repeatedly and cut her throat. After the murder, Carla got rid of the knife and her bloody clothes and placed a second call to Keon shortly after 6 p.m. Again, no one knows what was discussed.
3: I'm just leaving practice now, but you know, I can't really talk. What shocked me the most, this
2: woman have a child. You know, how could a mother do that to another woman and, and knew she was suspected As for Keon Pittman, he claims he played no part in planning or instigating the murder and Carlin never implicated him in the crime. Some speculate he learned about the murders after they happened, but
1: before he found Avis's body. We felt like that there was probably some conversation that night prior to Keon going home that led Keon to know that something had happened, and that Carla probably told him, you say we couldn't be together, we can be now. I've taken care of what was in our way. That's, that's what threw the red flag up for Keon. Did you inflict those wounds on Avis Banks? No, sir. Did you kill her? No, sir. Did you kill your unborn child? No, sir. Do you know who did? No, sir.
3: We, the jury, find the defendant, Carla Hughes, guilty of capital
2: murder. Carla Hughes was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole.
4: It's a love triangle gone bad. I don't know if a love triangle can go good, but this one went really bad.
1: Carla Hughes would have been a suspect probably anyway, just based off the relationship that she had with Keon.
5: Uh, I don't know if we would have ever been able to tie her to the crime if we didn't have the gun. We built our case on the ballistics. We built our case on the shoe print impressions. We built our case on the DNA evidence. So really, without that, all we would have had would have been a motive, and there would have been nothing that we could have charged and ever got a conviction on in this case.